I'll reiterate one thing about Metro Auto, which is really cool. You guys, this church started that eight years ago. It was really kind of started out of a need for college students to have car repairs, and it has ballooned. Okay, last year we took care of over 150 families wow. with over 500 repairs, and about a third of those people were homeless people living out of their cars. So that is all you guys doing great work. Uh, one of the things that's probably really helpful is for you to share that with people who you know have money, okay? Uh, many of you don't have much, so if your parents are looking for something neat to do in the DFW area, this is just pretty much just helping people stay afloat, living out of their cars, having car work, all that good stuff, okay? All right, uh, well, we are going to start talking about prayer. So I am introducing this sermon series to you on prayer. And I'm glad that I'm introducing it because I feel like I'm at about an introductory level uh, at prayer after these some 40 years of being alive. Uh, 30, 24 of which were, are me being a Christian. So what I was thinking as I felt guiltier and guiltier about the topic of prayer was I would just plan a sermon, uh, sermon that actually made me feel good about feeling bad about prayer. So this entire deal is going to hopefully make you feel good about being bad at prayer. That's my goal, okay? So I'm telling you at the onset. Now my dad and I uh, went to Alaska last month, and my dad and I have an interesting relationship. I don't talk much, and he talks all the time. Just says everything that's on his mind, it drives me crazy. So after about three or four hours in the car with him, I just start berating him, and it's just really an unhealthy relationship. So what I decided to do is kind of find out something that he was really interested in. Not find out, I knew what he was interested in. It's World War II. And I would just spend like... <laughs> a month, month and a half, just learning all I could about World War II, all right? So that's what I did. There's a bunch of cool Netflix shows and everything like that. So, and then, you know, it made the vacation so much more enjoyable because every time I was getting kind of annoyed or irritated, I'd just bring something up about World War II. Hey, did you know this? Did you remember this? And he'd be really excited. And then I really created a great trip. He said it was the best trip he's ever taken. Now, we also saw beluga whales and came across a grizzly mom and her cubs and things like that. So, you know, I don't know if it was really the World War II conversation. <laughs> But did you know, that was my long intro, to tell you, did you know that Emperor Hirohito in Japan was seen as a god, all right? And when he was driving, not just in person, but driving down the road, all of the people would bow so as not to look in his eyes, okay? The entire nation, you can see pictures of this, him driving down the road, of course, he's the one that ultimately uh, you know, forced the generals and stuff to surrender after the two atomic bombs, but he was seen as a god, okay? Traditionally speaking, gods aren't to be talked to, looked at, all right? They're for the select few who get to experience God's presence, because our God is so unbelievably unique. Yeah. And that he gave us Jesus to give the best image of who he is, which is an image of weakness on the cross. A man who talked, listened to people, and he's given us prayer that we have a direct line to talk to him that he listens to at any moment. There is not another God described in human history that does what our God does, particularly in regard to prayer. He wants a relationship with us, and that is really amazing. It's so amazing that it's a little bit unbelievable and overwhelming, right? 
It is, it really is. When you think about that, it can be very overwhelming. It's like, okay, I don't know. But I guarantee you, if Santa Claus can read every single one of our letters every year, God definitely knows what it is we're saying. I'm sorry, that's a terrible comparison. I'm gonna back that up. Don't think through that, don't quote that, not good. But seriously, one of the hardest things I think we have to do when it comes to prayer is recognize how amazing prayer itself is. The next time you're having trouble praying or thinking of something to say or whatever, just stop and try to wrap your mind around prayer as a concept. That's it, just start there. That the God of the universe, our God, wants us talking to him, wants to talk back, that is really absurd. Yeah. And most of us, we kind of probably just launch on into it without really thinking much about how significant that is. If you're like me, I certainly do. But I promise you, you're not going to find another description of someone like that. It's like having a direct line to the president saying whatever you want to say. Sorry, these examples are not so good. Really, really amazing. But prayer is pretty frustrating for me, okay? Um, I think my big excuse is that I have ADD. Uh, really hard for me to, to stay attentive. I'm a workaholic. I like to do stuff, get things accomplished. And prayer is like so inactive. It's a little bit like Sabbath we talked about. It's like sitting around a whole day and doing nothing. Please, maybe a few moments, but I want to be active. I want to be doing stuff. But I think the biggest thing, which I talked about at the beginning, is I just don't feel that good at it at all, mm. right? I don't feel that good uh, at prayer, and I don't tend to do stuff or gravitate towards stuff that I don't feel really good at. I'm just saying. I want to do the stuff that I feel good at. And so prayer is one of those things that, uh, that I think can be pretty difficult for me. But I want to say this, and I do believe it, even though I'm maybe a little bit biased, because I want to believe it. I think the point of prayer has nothing to do with us being good at it. Mm-hmm. And I do think that people can be consistent in prayer, um, practice prayer, but I don't think there's a, such a thing as people being better at prayer than anybody else. Because the whole focus then is defeated because prayer is ultimately about God and not about us. Yeah. I mean, it, it involves us, absolutely. But the whole idea of prayer is that we are talking to God and he's responding, and that in and of itself is absolutely an amazing idea, as I can't possibly stress enough. So I don't think the point of prayer, from what I see in Scripture, is being good at it. In fact, it's probably the exact opposite. That unless we realize how terrible we are really at knowing what God wants, talking to God, we're never really going to be praying like we ought to. Think about the story of the Pharisee thanking God that he's not like a tax collector. The tax collector just saying, have mercy on me, I'm a sinner. And God really clearly saying the one who came honest and open and understanding of his position compared to God is the one that God ultimately approved of. Okay? So, I think uh, it's, it's the opposite. We should never feel like we're being good at, at prayer. But this is not what other religious traditions suggest a lot of times. We're supposed to pray this many times a day. These prayers are in some way appeasing the gods, either making them less angry, uh, trying to accomplish favor, trying to remind God of things that he should be reminded of. Um, These are all different ways of of looking at prayer that I think creep into our prayer life and ought to be as much as possible cold out so that we can come back to a simple understanding of how prayer is important 
simply because our God is who he is. So here's a couple of reasons I don't feel good about prayer and why God says in the scripture, it doesn't matter. Okay, so one, I feel like I don't do it enough, whatever that means. I know the scripture talks about praying often, which is good. I just don't ever feel like I do it enough. I guess I would feel like I did it enough if I was like a monk from the seventh or eighth century who just all day long prayed. Can you imagine that lifestyle? Just think about it for a moment. Now, I don't want to diminish monastic life at all because monastic life is, has been the main source of renewal in the Catholic and Protestant churches from the beginning. So we're not saying these people were crazy. Not all of them. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't think any of us are in any kind of danger praying too much. And I, so I don't, I just, this, I feel like I don't do it enough, whatever that means. I'm just throwing it out there. Two, I often don't really know what to say or how to say it. I just don't. Okay. And maybe three is I just can't focus my mind enough. One of the things I've found is that if I'm going to really pray hard for something, I'm either going to do it in about 30 to 45 seconds, or I'm going to need to be on a walk because I just cannot get my mind around sitting still and praying for something uh, and it just, my, it, my mind is full of too much Facebook reel stuff, which I know is not cool. I tried TikTok, it did not work. I did not like TikTok, but Facebook reel is right up my alley. And my wife tells me it's only like two or three or maybe six months, uh, you know, behind the times. And that's good. Apparently a lot better than Facebook videos, which were like two or three years behind the times. And my mind's filled with all that stuff. Laughter, bad stuff, that's only the good stuff. Bad stuff I won't even talk about. And so it's really hard to stay focused. Now again, I don't want to make it sound like there's not an ability to meditate and, and practice prayer in ways that I think can be really good and we need to challenge ourselves, no doubt. But I think there's some technical stuff there like walking or doing things that really help uh, focus our mind that could really help us. So back to scripture. Some of the things that scripture say that I think really should help us um, get past some of these negative hangups we have about prayer. Things that the scripture says that really opens this whole prayer thing up to be really exciting, helpful, um, and, uh, and I think really uh, a good thing in our lives. It's just freeing at the end of the day. Okay, number one, it doesn't need to be too long. Thank goodness scripture says that, right? Scripture doesn't say that prayer doesn't need to be that long. Some of us would be trying to do these like prayer. Have you ever been to like a prayer meeting where you do like an hour or two hours? Uh, we don't have any prayer meetings that I know of. So um, uh, just kidding. I know we do. I've never been to one. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Catch me at a prayer meeting. And so probably the reason I'm there is because the next day I'm supposed to be talking about prayer meetings or things. Um, those are pretty hard. It's because you know, people don't you know, make it exactly this thing and that thing and don't have slides. And it's just one long listening to other people talk about stuff. Um, that can be pretty difficult. But, you know, the scripture says it doesn't need to be too long. So it's exciting. Those of you who think you know the best prayers or the prayers that if you prayed 30 minutes, no, it doesn't have to be too long. And, and this is my favorite, don't aim for impressive. How exciting is that? Imagine those of you who are actually in school, your teacher, hey, do this assignment, don't aim for impressive. All right? Let's do something really pretty average and honest, and you'll, you'll go far. All right? And that's what we're talking about prayer. It doesn't need to be impressive with big words and theological concepts that are amazing. And half the time I feel like in my prayers, I'm not even praying to God. I'm just praying to impress the people around me. Or not even really impress them, but just trying to think that I'm a total idiot uh, about faith, you know? Uh, so, yeah, don't, don't need to be depressive. Guys, we don't inform God about stuff. He knows already. 
Some of those informed God prayers are really interesting. Again, and not because we're actually trying to inform God. I think we're trying to inform people in the audience about certain people who are sick or whatever, but it kind of sounds like we're informing God. He knows. Now, this will get a little uh, tricky in a moment, and uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, or let me just talk about it now. Um, so, I want to go back to something. I feel like I don't do it enough. I often don't really know what to say, and I can't focus. This is like the story of my marriage, Okay? <laughs> But if my wife can handle all, okay, of that in regard to me not telling her specific stuff that I love about her, then I know God can handle it, right? Now, I'm not trying to excuse myself. I'm not trying to do one of those like, you should know that I love you just because I don't tell you. No, we as people need to tell each other that. But we often don't, well, not often, we don't ever need to tell God that. He knows those things. So much of prayer is for us and remembering who God is and reminding ourselves by just verbalizing it and saying it, yeah. right? But hey, if my wife can handle those things, I think I'm pretty good. We don't need to inform God. He already, uh, he already knows it. And that's an amazing thing, too. Yeah. Uh, it's also something we can do when we realize we don't know what else to do. Some of us feel guilty that when they're in the midst of a situation that's awful, terrible, we haven't, we forgot totally to pray to God. Somehow we feel like, oh, well, now I'm praying. No, Scripture fully licenses that behavior. Oh, wow, you try to do it all on your own. You're a human. That's going to happen. Now, stop and think. You had no control over it in the first place. So now it's time to pray. Okay, so it's something we can't do when we realize we don't know what else to do. He listens and answers our prayers. That's the most amazing thing. We can pray on all occasions. But I'm going to put a caveat here, but not for all things. Okay? One of the things that Jesus is really clear in when it comes to prayer is they're asking for things in his name, which could be an entirely different sermon topic. Uh, and I'm going to say something else here that sounds like the opposite, but we can also say stuff that isn't polite or perfect. Right. Okay, Psalms, which is where we get most of our prayers, is a book written by a bunch of people who say some really weird and wrong stuff and direct that at God. Don't go back reading through Psalms and thinking David was justified in saying that he wanted his enemies' babies dashed to rocks. Okay? That's not, that's not a good thing. Okay? And if I prayed that right now, some of you would have a real problem with that. But all of Psalms is, is people praying to God, saying things that oftentimes they shouldn't say, but God can handle it. They're honest. Okay? And they're not perfectly uh, said uh, or polite or whatever else. But back to this, we can pray on all occasions, but not for all things. I say that because we got to be very careful in our prayer uh, when we ask God for certain things. Um, he might give it to us, and it might not have been the thing that we expected to get. Now, it's not like wishes. Some people talk about prayers. Be careful what you ask for. Like, you asked for the wrong wish, and you didn't phrase it exactly right. So that genie's going to do, like, some weird little mix-up mashup where, you know, the exact opposite thing happens to you. That is not how God is waiting uh, to do things. Or, like, you didn't say it right or whatever else. But I do think God has a tendency to answer our prayers. But Jesus tells us we ask in his name in accordance with who he is and what we know God wants from us. So, uh, a real quick guide for you. This has always been helpful for me. Uh, we talked about the Lord's Prayer a while back, but I love the Lord's Prayer. I pray through it as often as I can, um, but not in the verbiage of the Lord's Prayer because Jesus is just telling us this is how you should pray. Okay? And one of the little side notes here, which is really interesting, is when you read through Luke, which is like the third book 
uh, that has prayer mentioned the most. Anyone want to know what the middle is? Psalms between Luke? Acts? It kind of makes sense. Acts would be the second book where prayer is mentioned most because people are trying to re-relate to God, right? As they understand who Jesus is. Plus, they're just going through some really tough stuff, so they need to pray. But anyway, in Luke, um, uh, we're told that Jesus' disciples were not known for prayer like John's disciples were. They were known for eating and feasting. And John's disciples were known for fasting and praying. It's like, okay, wait a second. So finally, I guess the, the apostles sort of pick up on this, and they ask Jesus to teach them how to pray. Like who? John's disciples. And Jesus' response is this very simple prayer, a prayer that I think really helps me out a lot. The first part of the prayer, hallowed be your name. One of the, the things that we've been talking about is that prayer is a chance for us to remember who God is, how good he is, what he's done, I think that's really helpful in terms of the first part of that prayer. Your kingdom come on earth as it has been heaven. I've been trying to read through Psalm because of this um, prayer topic we're doing, and it's really boring. And I don't relate with most of it. But I'll tell you the Psalms that I do relate with are Psalms 10, 12, 18, the ones that are about fixing the world we live in. And how much God cares about villainous people doing terrible things to the weak and the oppressed, lying making money off of people who, uh, you know, are being exploited, those stick out to me. I like those songs. But that's what we can pray when it comes to, Lord, your kingdom come as it is on earth, uh, uh, as it is in heaven, uh, as it is on earth. One of the ones we probably don't need to know that much is the whole idea of intercessory prayer. Give us today our daily bread. But one of the things that I have uh, started to do probably about three years ago is when people are going through really difficult times, <laughs> Um, I'm not a very expressive person. You can tell me really terrible stuff, and sometimes that makes people feel comfortable around me. But other times it makes them feel really uncomfortable around me because I'm kind of like a brick wall when they tell me really tough stuff. But what I do try to do is, you know, tell them I'm, I'm going to pray for you, and then I pray for them and follow up with them, usually on like a, it takes maybe a week or two uh, for some of the stuff to die down, and every day tell them what it is that I'm praying for them about. And many of us, it's weird that we'll say, I'm going to pray for you. Like half the time, do you find yourself just lying? Like you say you're going to pray for them and completely forget. Like you just lie. You could have just said, I'm not going to pray for you. <laughs> but we don't say that. We say, I'm going to pray for you. And you just lie. It's like doubling down. I'm pretty sure saying I'm not going to pray for you is wor less worse, less bad than saying I'm going to pray for you and then just lying about it. Like you just added insult to injury. So I encourage you, if you're going to pray for somebody, either pray for them in the moment or try to do intercessory prayer where you're actually writing down those things and then telling people. I've been praying for you. It's another thing I tried to not lie about. So I have specific things that I've been praying for other people about. And of course, praying for my own stuff. We all do that. Uh, forgiveness, you know, it's releasing us from, uh, from what we've done, which many of us need to be released from all kinds of stuff that we just keep uh, in our baggage. Lead us not into temptation. Open our eyes to the things around us. Deliver us from evil and protection. You get the idea. All right, so let me summarize this as best I can. Uh, our role is pretty passive in prayer. I think we put way too much pressure on ourselves to think we've got to be doing something in prayer. Yeah. Okay? God is the one doing everything in prayer. We just sort of show up for it. And when it sounds like that, it's, it's odd that we don't show up more often. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to myself too. It is. It's a free gift given by God to us to communicate with him, and then we're making it about us and feeling guilty about not doing it enough, and then it keeps us away from doing it. It's a very strange thing we do as humans. 
uh, with all this stuff. God's role is dominant. He's the one that promises to listen and act. Okay? And when we don't know how to help others, which I often don't, we can ask God for help for them. Um, environment matters, but I do not think most prayer comes down to technical skills. The idea that I ought to focus completely for like five minutes straight, otherwise my prayer is ineffective. How do you think these you know, monks did their day-to-day -day routine? One of the really interesting things about monastic life were the monks who just did prayer and those who would do manual labor too. And there were these kind of constant fights between how much should we do manual labor and how much should we just be praying. And those who had the most impact generally were the ones that believed manual labor was important on top of doing prayer. And I guarantee you one of the reasons is because they learned how to do prayer throughout their day while they were doing other stuff. And many of us, you know, maybe feel a little bit too sacramental and religious about spending five minutes of prayer in the morning and then forgetting about God the rest of the day. I'm not so sure we need to be dead focused on, you know, prayer for a two-minute period versus really praying throughout the day, uh, right when things sort of come to our mind, even if it's a thought, uh, although for me it's helpful to verbalize those things. Um, and we should ask honestly for what we want, not what we think he wants, knowing, though, that prayers are answered in accordance with Jesus' name. So, praying on all occasions, all kinds of prayers, knowing that prayer isn't about you, it's about who God is and how he works in the world, um, that's what I got. So a lot of times I'll do Q&A. I think we've got time. Do we have anything else after this? Another song? Yeah, if you have questions, I like doing questions because a lot of times I say confusing things because I'm confused myself. <laughs> so please, ask your question. I'll do my best to respond to it, not even answer it. Um, can you respond with an example of your Lord's Prayer that's not a Lord's Prayer that's not? quote unquote, the Lord's term. So what I'm curious to hear. Yeah, I, I, I mentioned this before. And so the question is, what's your example of the Lord's Prayer? I try to kind of do it in short. But so Monday through Friday, I just pray the Lord's Prayer. But in terms of like Monday, I'm praying praise. Tuesday, I'm praying kingdom come. Wednesday. Yeah, does that make sense? That's generally what I do. And I skip a lot. So I, so like maybe I'll forget for two or three weeks. And then it's like Wednesday. I'm like, oh, Wednesday. All right. <laughs> Today our daily bread, yeah. So that's what I mean. Plus, you can associate things with those five. So like praise, a lot of psalms, right? Uh, kingdom come, a lot of the prophets. It's really what, what it's about, kingdom coming. Uh, give us our daily bread, a lot of the daily letters, uh, the epistles, uh, epistles uh, Pauline letters. So you, you guys get the, the point. Although I've never really found anything for deliver us from the evil one, uh, the temptation one, so I just read screw tape letters. <laughs> I think I've mentioned that before, but it's just so good. Love Halloween. I, oh, and I love Halloween. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, the whole war stuff, that was done on September 30th. Yesterday, I was done. I was watching World War II stuff. Yeah, I'm watching horror movies. I've already seen four. Uh, so it's Halloween, baby. <laughs> See, Dad, it's Halloween time. Just kidding. My dad loves Halloween. It's great. I, another uh, question? Yeah. Yes. Um, so you mentioned before, like, God doing all the work during a prayer, um, aside from, I guess, like, responding to us, or was there something else that you were thinking of, like, on God's end? Because um, that's something I'm just curious about. Yeah. Like, what could be, yeah, I think. I'm sure there's stuff we're not aware of that's also happening when we're praying. Yeah, what, what's God doing in prayer and what, what uh, versus what we're doing in prayer? You know, the first thing that God is always doing in prayer is being himself. And that's important. It's like a human conversation. 
we're ourselves. We are the kind of person that we are. And whoever, you, we know good conversationalists and bad conversationalists. Right? If you want to talk small talk, I'm like the worst guy to talk to about that kind of stuff. If you want to talk about emotions and feelings and all kinds of things about, again, cross me off the list. You want to talk about cars or technical things or Halloween movies or incredibly deep and uninteresting and ambiguous topics that I just happen to be interested in, great, it's wonderful. But God's not like that. God is that best communicator, that one who knows us best, loves us best. And the Holy Spirit does a lot of that, as we see in First Corinthians, as he, he knows what's on our hearts and on our minds, he knows who we are, and he knows who God is, and he connects us up. Remember the, about talking, the Holy Spirit talking to Romans about giving us groans and moans and things that express things to God. He wasn't just talking about Pentecostal worship there, although he may have been talking about that. So <laughs> he was also talking about your words, guys, don't matter. God sees through all of that stuff. And when we come to prayer thinking, I've got to spend this much time and I've got to save this. And oh, and I feel so bad about this. We miss the whole point of God is who he is. And the fact that we're praying in the first place is him showing up and doing stuff. That's one. Two, he acts already, knows stuff. Sometimes I think we think that we've got to pray about something for God to really do it. Like God's waiting for us to like, just pray about that. I want to show you that's going to happen. I don't think that's how God works. God does what he does. Now, some of us will talk about, well, what about the instances in Scripture where, you know, God does something in response to someone in particular? It's a whole other topic. That's rare. You want to talk about that? That's fine. We will. But not when we talk about the majority of what prayer looks like in the Scripture. All right? And then I think the big deal is that we, he, he talks to us. One of the things I don't like to talk about much because I find it makes people feel really guilty is you can absolutely hear the word of God spoken back to you. Now, a lot of times it's just scripture. But other times when you really practice prayer and do it somewhat regularly, God will absolutely speak to you about things. Now, you got to be careful because your mind is there too. We test those things. And when God is telling me to go, you know, after, I don't know, it's a really weird example that came to my head, so I'm not going to tell you it. Um, <laughs> but just something that's obviously not uh, in line with what the scriptures say or what other people around you are saying, um, you know, you have to question that. Too many people have used, God told me to do this, uh, and that's why people are pretty, you know, weirded out by that, right? Um, I think, there we go. Things pop up in my head. And uh, so, yeah, those were just a couple of things that I would say God is already doing. And I think just even focusing on that makes prayer such a, a more powerful and such a more good thing in our lives. Maybe one more question before we end, if someone has one. If not, we will end. Yeah, you got to use the mic, though. So it's recorded and people hear and don't get lost. How do you weave through if you're not necessarily feeling like you're not feeling less anxious or feeling whatever he wants to be feeling after prayer. Yeah. Yeah, I think the question, so is, you know, if I don't feel like praying, um, I would just go back to the Psalms. I mean, yeah, it's just okay to say that. I just don't feel like praying. I don't feel like saying anything. I don't feel, I mean, one of the hard things for some of us, particularly who are new in faith or just maybe in counseling fields or things like that is just believing that God cares and believing that God listens. And it's just, be honest. I, guys, I don't know. David is the man after God's own heart. He's a guy that did terribly awful things and terribly awesome things. But one of his constant refrains is, where are you? That's just a prayer of disbelief or unbelief or whatever the right word is now. It's a prayer of asking God, are you even there? Are you paying any attention to my plight? Are you paying any attention to what's going on in my life? And that's a super honest prayer. And at times he forces himself, I think, to say, I do believe you're there because I've had that experience. But he starts with a very clear line of, God, I, I don't 
I don't think you're there. Why have you deserted me? Where have you gone? And this is supposed to be the man after God's own heart, and he has this much angst, this much unbelief, this much just wondering where God is. I think that's important. Now, if that get, becomes the prayer I pray, you know, two weeks in a row, uh, I don't know why I said two weeks. That's not enough. <laughs> two, two years in a row. <laughs> uh, that, that might be a problem. We don't talk about that. But I think that's important when you're not feeling it. There's nothing wrong with, with uh, being tuned into our feelings so long as they don't rule us. I'll say a prayer, and then I think, are we doing another song? So I guess strong people, do your thing. Some people. Lord God, we thank you for listening to us, for knowing us, caring about us, just for being the God you are. We're not good at this prayer stuff a lot of times, and uh, I wonder what to say. Oh, it makes sense. We're boring. We don't know what to ask for. We ask for silly things. But we know that you're listening and you know our hearts. And uh, we just want to be in tune with what you're doing and, uh, and know you better and really have a sense of your presence in our lives. So teach us to pray, Lord. Amen. Hey, guys, thanks. Thanks for joining us for our sermon podcast. We would love for you to join us on Sunday morning or in one of our small groups during the week. And you can get more information about that at DentonNorthChurch.com.